Daddy Confession starts year two, allow me to reintroduce myself. I am John, an educator, father of two boys. I'm so happy that you have joined me on this fatherhood journey. The Daddy Confessions podcast is a place where we discuss parenting from a father's perspective, and nothing is off limits. This podcast is for every kind of dad, from the soon-to-be dads to those who are now empty nesters. Welcome to another episode of Daddy Confessions. I am here with a new episode, with a new friend visiting the podcast. Uh, This is my boy, Seth. Seth and I went to college together. Uh, Actually, Seth, you might have been in college before I got there. But, you know, it was we were there for a little while together. together. We were there together. We were there together. (laughs) And uh, so Seth is joining me tonight on the show. Seth, introduce yourself to the people, please. Uh, Seth Poole, native of New Haven, Connecticut, Elm City, representative number one, uh, youth development professional, father of two, five-year-old daughter, one-year-old son, uh, Try my best to be the best husband on the planet, but I'm uh, 11 years in and I'm Bob Newweaver. There you go. So it's you know it's 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 going down. It's going down. You know what I'm saying? But it's uh we it's all peace. Cool, cool. Thank cool. you so much, John, for having me. Yeah, man. Thank you for being here. You know, I am uh you know doing this new series now um to go along with Daddy Confessions, and I'm really trying to spotlight um individual dads. You know, I've had a lot of dads on the podcast. Uh, over the past uh, episodes that I've had. We've had different conversations about different things, and I'm going to continue that as well, but I wanted to to just talk to individual dads about their individual experiences. Um, and so thank you for being here uh, in this new year. We're in a new year now, 2022, right? Yeah, um, new year. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and thank you for talking with me um, and, and all those people out there listening. Thank you for listening. Um, and we are going to hop right into it. I got a couple of questions for Seth and, you know, maybe Seth will have some questions for me as well. I'm happy to answer, answer any questions. Um, but my first question, when you and your wife got married, so you and your wife, I know your wife as well. Uh, you guys, uh, both attended, we, t- we all attended college together. Did you know that you wanted to have kids? Yes. Yes. So Definitely. that was so you knew so you knew even what about before you got married? Was that something that you I knew wanted you to wanted? have kids when I was a kid? OK. OK. So that was something that was always in your mind that you well, wanted to have kids. Item. Cool. 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 So that's like, I mean, that's really an parent. I ain't going to do it like this. You're going to do it different. Right. Yeah. So that's cool. That's cool. So so what was some of the things that um, well, first, let me ask you this. So you knew you wanted to have kids. You and your wife got married. Um so it, you guys, how long did you all wait before you had kids? Well, I wouldn't call it a wait more so than we were chosen to be parents. Gotcha. Um, with you on that. Because, you know, we were, I mean, we were hanging out, planning, traveling, enjoying one another, enjoying life together. And uh, I want to say probably about year four, we got real serious about, you know, hey, let's start a family. Cool. And it's not the easiest thing to do. No, it's you not. You know, it's like, uh, you know, when you're 16 and acting stupid, it's easy to get pregnant. You know, but when, you, when you're a grown-up and you pay your bills and you got a couple of mortgages, man, you, you know, <laughs> it ain't as easy as, it, as you thought it was going to be. It ain't back in the day. It's 
something. But, uh, you know, it was a lot to, you know, not be successful in the first go rounds. And we kind of had to take it seriously and, you know, look at our health, uh, you know, because we were both in our 30s. And, um, you know, they have a, you know, the women have a threshold, you know, uh, the biological clock and everything else. What is the ideal time to conceive? And and, uh, the medical profession places that in around 34. I believe my wife was 33. Um, So, you know, by default, it was a, a high risk, quote unquote, pregnancy, no matter how it was uh, sliced. So it just presented a whole different challenge, yeah. uh, a whole different, you know, um, just a whole different ball of wax. You know, it's like when you're thinking about life and death and when you're trying to intentionally bring life. Right. It, it's not the easiest thing to do. And, you know, my own personal history as a sexuality educator for a number of years, um, I'm very well versed in the statistics, very well versed in some of the uh, implicit and explicit biases that exist in the healthcare industry. Um, and I'm always, you know, and a person who's uh, been hypervigilant around being with someone who has some knowledge of healthcare. Because, you know, having having not like taken that science route myself, I'm like, whoever I'm with got to know that what's going on with our bodies is what's best for us. And, you know, and ultimately calling the shots when we bring babies into the world. You know, it's like, I don't want to, you know, you say how beautiful to me. I go, oh, that sounds like poison. Right. You know, um, but I need for somebody to say, no, that's going to help, you know, and make me feel reassured because I don't have the same faith in the medical field and the healthcare industry because of uh lived experiences to be blatantly honest with you um and uh having read the history and been very well versed in henrietta Lacks and things like that like you just can't i mean you know i i'm I'm just i took it very seriously and ultimately was uh anticipating maybe forfeiting fatherhood you know because uh when my first child was born our first child was born i was 40 yeah you you know know, it's, it's it's very real like the whole idea of you know when you say just being older makes you have a high risk pregnancy we know that being black people black Mm -hmm. women makes it a high-risk pregnancy in general just because of the way that healthcare treats black women right uh how that system has has worked to this point right and that's and it's interesting that my wife is, is a nurse so I immediately hoped and and believed and still believe that she knows more than I do in in, in the realm of the, of the medical field. And so that was helpful as well. I agree with you in terms of like being able to have someone who could have those um, the moments when the, the doctor was saying this or that. And, um, and, and it all seemed foreign to me. Right. But having her be able to say, well, you know, that's that's accurate. That makes sense. Or um, and we also had, you know, high risk pregnancies uh, and and some concern about being able to to conceive as well. And so we were blessed uh, not once, but twice. And uh, most of the time I say blessing. And sometimes they wake me up in the morning. I'm like, man, these kids is like cursing. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, it's, but you know, so I, so I, I feel you on that. And this is, it's a hard process to, to go through. And, and I'm glad you all took some time on the front end to enjoy each other before you went through that very difficult process of yeah. then bringing children into the into the relationship right into the marriage so you got two kids you said five and five and one and and done and, and done know, okay I was gonna, done. That's, that's gonna be my the question shop is, 
shop is closed. Uh, you know, the wallet is empty. Uh, I, you know, tell my stubby, I, I stub my toe three, four times a day messing with these kids. Like I don't have no toes left to stub. So, you know, I got a we, we have a boy, we have a girl. Yeah. And we got a house for each That's to right. say, That's y'all right. go that way, you go that way, we go on to the Bahamas, goodbye. <laughs> you know? There you go. So, yeah, so 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 two and through, as my wife put it to me, right? Two hey, and two and through, I like that. That's right. That's mm-hmm. what that's what we, that's what we, and that's, you know, and hey, I, I made the mistake early on, uh, and people listening to the podcast may have heard this before, I mentioned it to my wife about having a third child, because I did want a girl, and, um, but, you know what? After my second got a little older, or even you know, like a couple weeks in, when he exactly. stopped, when he wasn't sleeping through the night, I was like, "What was I thinking? Why would I even want to go?" You're no baby. You know, there's too many big children in this world who need a home, man. That's and, right. Um, when it comes down to it, you know, let you, you know, our, our, my plan. I mean, my thought process before I got married was, do I want to be Batman and you know, fill you know, I have. I got a house, four, four bedrooms, two full baths that, you know what I'm saying? I could put two 10-year-olds in each room, you know, and give them some uh, responsibilities. A school one block this way, a high school three blocks that way. I'm like seamless. I don't got to drive you nowhere. Walk you behind the school and do what you got to do. So I have like a plan in my head, like, yo, if this don't work out, then I'm going to be Batman. Right. And, you right. know, right. and I'm going to build up a team. But, yeah. you know, I found, found a partner, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, that's not a, you know, I'm not not, not going to say that, that that thought process is out of my head because the more I learn about the things that young people go through, um, you know, if I could be of any assistance and, and helping them, you know, adjust to the ills of society, um, you know, who better than me to do it? You yeah. know, that's how I look at it sometimes. And who better than you to do it? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with but you. We got to take care of our, of our own first right. and see where our hearts, legs, knees, backs are when we get there. And, and reassess, but uh, you know, we could always be fathers to children who you know are not our biologicals. Right. <laughs> we've 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 discussed it uh, here, uh, my wife and I, and uh, it's something that. <clears throat> to be honest, it's in my heart to to possibly um, foster, if not adopt, uh, children in in the future. Um, you know, I, it doesn't matter what age, uh, but possibly, um, you know, older kids. I know that there's such a, a high need. So if it's if it if it gets to that place, if if God puts it into our um, purview to, to really move in that direction that's something that we've we've definitely considered we've definitely thought about for sure for sure i'm glad you brought that up because it's a very important thing that we know we we are sitting here now talking about our families um but there's a very real need out there for young people who don't have uh they don't have families they don't have someone to to watch over them um yeah. and the opportunity could be there right so yeah um, i mean i like you have had the opportunity to work in in uh the field of education and on many different fronts i mean i've worked in the group homes i've worked in the schools i've worked in the alternative to incarceration realm so it's like having you know, dip my toes before they all got stubbed into all of them different pools. Um, kind of know too much, you know. It's yeah. like you, you know, if you could save, you know, I know save is a big word, a small word, but with a huge, huge connotations, you know, because um, you kind of know if you've seen the 
progression of trauma in a young person's life and see how that thing could snowball real fast. And, you know, it's like the way society is, you know, building prisons over schools and, you know, looking at third graders. I mean, come on. They're not even given an opportunity. So, you know, I always looked at it like 10. For me, 10 is a number. It's like my my birthday's on March 10th. 10 is my number. Um, so, you know, and 10 is the onset of um, in and around the onset of puberty for young people. Mm-hmm. So when I think about, you know, framing, um, you know, manhood, masculinity, what it is to be a gentleman, what it is to be chivalrous, what it, you know what I'm saying? Those things that those those qualities that seem to have uh, disappeared. I mean, my mom never touched the doorknob if me and my brother were present, you know, and it was like, I didn't know what it was in the beginning, but as a, after a while, I was like, uh, chivalry, what's that? And realized that it was my upbringing. You know, it's like, yes, this is what my mother did. She was raising knights, you know, and, you know, it was like we had to get our own shiny armor, but she was raising nights right so, so that actually brings me to a, a a very interesting question do do you and your wife think that you all serve or have specific roles in the raising of the kids in your house ain't nobody have a conversation about who was going to be what like i mean our personalities are our personalities and not for nothing i just tell my kids straight up I could say it's my job to protect you from everything on this planet, except for her. (laughs) Just what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like if she calls a shot, you're going to get hit. It's just what it is, you know? And, you know, it's like I might say something later on with a little tear in my eye. Like you have to do them like that, you know? But but never in front of the kids. We never display weakness. It will be exploited. Right, right. Oh, Cheek in my... They see a kink in my shiny armor. Please, I'll, I'll be looking dusty in a second. You better believe it. They stick their leg out and be like, yo, you, I got you all your toes. I'm going for shins. Trying to give you a kneecap replacement. You know, take your hip with them. You know what I'm saying? Kids are no joke. Right, right. So let me ask you this to go along with that. And, you know, your kids are, are, are young, but... Um, you know, still discipline is is important, right? So would you say mm-hmm. that your wife is more the disciplinarian in the house or are you more disciplinarian oh, yeah. in the house? Definitely. Your wife is... I got to save, save my guns up for later. Right. <laughs> I'm like, nah, when you're feeling strong in your chest, you better get the, you know, calm down. You know what I'm saying? You start swelling up in your chest around here. <laughs> I'm like... I'm, I, I, I look forward to that day when, when I can introduce man strength to our, my relationship with my son in particular. I'm like, what you say, what? You know, but with my daughter, I'd be like, look, you're hit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you mess with, you mess with your mother? Ain't no way you can win that one. I don't care what it is. You know what I'm saying? She could be 6'6", six, six, dunking on people. I'm like, this one right here, she gonna get you. I got all my money on her. Right, right. Now, so your daughter is older. And your son is, mm-hmm. is younger, so you know, still got a, a little ways with your son before you start having to worry about him, you know, trying to test oh, yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't gonna help being 60. <laughs> 60 you know what I'm saying? Shut up, John. It's real. Yo, I it's look. Real pain. 
I, I do the math all the time. I ain't going to be far 55. behind. You know what I'm saying? 55 with a 15-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I got to start doing push-ups. I'm done, man. So, and, so I've had some some guys on. Actually, you know the guys. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I think uh, uh, Russ was on that on that call. Uh, Rusty, Russ. J2 might yeah, have been Russ. on that call. And um, and my and you don't know my god my my uh, my brother in law but they were all on this call when we were talking about raising girls. So you have a you have a girl you have a five year old right and so tell me would you say that she has you wrapped around her finger? Say before anything else is wrapped around her finger. <laughs> I'm number one. Right, right. And it's my job to create a standard to be be away for you know what I'm saying let her see what men are supposed to do what fathers are supposed to be and you know with humanity you know it's like just earlier she was trying to my, my mother brought my son a, a <laughs> this is funny I can't believe this I'm sharing this message hey this daddy <laughs> confession sir there you go <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh my mother sent up um uh Matthias. Matthias from uh Frozen Two doll. Oh, okay. <laughs> like Ken style, you know. And I was like, I watched Frozen Two. I thought it was horrible in comparison to uh part one. Okay. So it was let down big time. So I kinda erased it from my memory, just like that. I I can't even remember the black man being on that movie. But um it's a black doll. And personally, I'm I'm good with uh, black representations of our people being presented to my children in any form. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, "Ooh, look at this!" I saw a black doll from Frozen. You know, I was like, "I take them things and put them in the freezer in the attic because I know in 25 years they're gonna want it more than they want it now." So my wife's like, no, but he need to play with that doll. You need to normalize playing with dolls. I said, look, I'll get him another one. You know what I'm saying? This one goes in the attic because I got it in hand until the one other one come. Because like, I'll put him right up there next to the baby Yoda. You know what I'm saying? Y'all could thank me later. That's right. You know, I'm real, real serious about the, uh, the, the, uh, investments in these things that sell very quickly. I was telling my daughter just yesterday, I said, look, I said, you see this? I said, that's a year or two Iverson. Now, they're all over the planet and nobody care about it, but you know what I'm saying? If you just happen to go in your sock drawer one year and be like, I need some gas. You sitting with a $400 sports card in your sock drawer. Go inside that thing and go get you some gas. You know what I'm saying? Like... It's, yep. That's the type of household I'm running. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I, I want I'm to right see there value every single turn yep. and understand that even, you know, uh, a stone on the ground can have value if it's properly, you know, shaped and buffed or cleaned up or whatever it is. You know, uh, so we're, we're creative over here. Cool. cool. I'm yeah, trying I mean, to build some resilient kids. I can't even remember what question you asked me. I, I was you just asking you. I was just asking you about your about your daughter. You know what I'm saying? And, and whether she, no, yeah, does she get away? Does she, does she get away with things right now? Oh, you know, no, 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 she don't get away no, with nothing. I'm telling. <laughs> I'm telling. I, look, it's straight up. I call my I call my wife Ma in the house, so if they don't get it twisted. Try to call her by her name because I'll be I'm afraid my what might happen if they try. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I grew up a certain way and I, I threw my trauma 
I have a way of being. Yeah, some of that stays, right? Some of that stays, right? Like, you know, because like, you know, I mean, for, especially in these in these beginning years, you know what I'm saying? If I'm calling her ma and, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, look, you see you doing something, tell her ma, you know? And they'd be like, no, don't tell ma, I'm sorry. You know, and I'm like, look, I told you, I can't save you, yo. You're doing stuff that if, if it hurts you or hurts somebody else or destroy something valuable or destroy something at all, why are you destroying stuff? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm telling ma, ain't no time for it. I'm a snitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it comes to this relationship here, I'm telling everything. <laughs> you can't trust me to hide nothing. <laughs> I so love this. I love, and you know what? And it's, and it's even funnier because I know Dava, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I don't, you know, I know her. We went to college together. Like, we weren't really close at the time, but but I remember. You don't appear to be hardcore like you that. Know, yeah, all. exactly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put wouldn't. that, put that nobody, on her, but. Nobody would. They'd be like, oh, she's so sweet and innocent. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, cousin. If you only knew, right? Like, that's you, cool. like, you, like, you like that. That's how she, you know, she, she presents. Right. Very well. Right, right, right. But, you know, I mean, if you you, you get out of pocket, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, look, I, I don't get out of pocket. We don't, we don't argue. We disagree all the time. We don't argue about nothing. Hmm? There you go. There you go. You're saying like you know, happy. Argue. They say happy wife, happy life, right? And and yeah, I, don't, I I can't guarantee having somebody else happiness. All I can do is you know keep it a buck. I'm Try me. Do what you can, People right? Like, hey, you got you got what you asked for, yo. You know, like uh, you could have said no. You know? <laughs> so I, I do want to circle back though to what you were just talking about with the uh, you know the you know holding on to versions of the toys and the you know basketball mm-hmm. cars and things like that one of the things you know i have a lot of a lot of sports cars basketball cars things like that that i have been you know introducing my son to and it's funny because he went to school and I guess he had a conversation with some of the kids at school and they was talking about how they have the sports cards and da 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 and I was like well yeah you know well you do too but you can't really touch them <laughs> and I was like and and you definitely here's a white can't. glove here's a white glove take the white glove right well and he wanted to take him to school and show his friends I was like no 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 Ooh, that definitely that ain't party. happening I was like now if you want to do that with your Pokemon cards you do that with yeah. your Pokemon cards you know what I'm saying because those yeah, I mean you know give them to Danny Ainge let them bring Danny Ames to school. You know what I'm saying? Tell them uh, Mike and, you know, Pippin. You know right. what I'm saying? They got to stay home. They got to stay right. home. Shaq, stay mm-hmm. home. You know what I'm saying? It's bad. What do you wish that you knew about parenting before your first child was born? The number one thing, I think we talked about this before, it it, it unnerved me, to put it lightly. Um, because we got all the way to the point. I mean, we were doing very well with uh, functioning without daycare in the early years. Um, but then it got to the point where it became a necessity. My wife had to return to uh, work at some level, you know, of uh, productivity and being in person. Um, but, you know, her, yeah by the graces of God, she got a job that allowed her to work like, uh, I believe it was three days, three days and two days from home, oh, like wow. even yeah. five years, you know, five years ago. So I was like, goodness gracious. I mean, I like the deal you got, keep it going, you know, because uh, five days in daycare is something that uh, it will break us. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, we still pay school loans. You know, we, we talked about that. Right. <laughs> talked about right. that too. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you, you take on all these responsibilities, you know, the mortgage, the school loans, everything 
else. And it's like, it's a big juggling act when you're looking at your paycheck and you're like, oh, how am I going to make this work? And then they hit you with, uh, you know, $100 a day, right. you know, for daycare. You know, it's like, how do you manage that? But like, ultimately, I mean, I was, we were looking forward to going south um, and uh, going to South Carolina because I wanted my, my daughter to meet her great grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, while she still could. And, you know, she was probably about the same age as he is, but, you know, approaching one, I'm approaching two. Um, and we hopped in the car, drove south. But, uh, um, I mean, I'm anticipating this in my head that I'm going to use that daycare money to fill up the gas tank. And it, then my wife said, oh, we, we don't, that's not how it works. I said, what do you mean that's not how it works? She said, you got to keep paying them to keep your seat. Right. You know, and, and it's like, for me, it's crazy because I'm like, the, not only is our daycare provider uh, family friends, they're church family, they're running a daycare, and the only kids in there are my kids and their cousins. Oh, wow. So, okay, so so, so they could have let you all. They could have. I, mean, I mean, I don't know if they could have, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm not in their industry. I don't know how that thing runs, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's like they would have to fudge some paperwork or something and, and disrespect their brand, possibly, possibly to do it. I don't know how that whole thing works. It's my first go-round. That's what I'm saying. I have no frame of reference with it. But now I know that this, this is a special relationship in our lives that we have with this family right so it it doesn't matter the, the money that we give to them because it's it kind of stays it's black money it stays in the in the neighborhood kind of thing it stays in the community uh particularly with this family and they are um impressive they're an impressive bunch let me put it like that so it's uh you know it's really a blessing to have our daycare provider because now I mean, she's like, oh, I'm hanging it up. I'm not allowing any more kids into the daycare, especially with this contact tracing and all this stuff. Yeah. So it's like it keeps our bubble very tight. tight. And and that's a, it's uh, a very it's very real. Like people don't and, you know, you're right. That's a, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because a, a lot, lot of, of people it, it's it's not cheap. It, it's not cheap. Yeah. But but at the same time, if you find somebody who does a really good job of not just taking care of your child, but also um, being a continued educational support for your child. Right. So like continuing yeah. the values and the things that are important to you at home in that in that daycare environment, whatever it is, home, uh, school, you know, yeah. it, whatever kind of environment it is, that's hugely important. And it's part of that that village building environment that that the children need. And we you know has got a compound, man. Like they out there they in the middle of the city growing food, bro. That's cool. Got my got my baby's hands in the dirt. That's um like literally. It's like you know, we don't have the luxury of like the down south trip and uh, you know, sco slop the pigs and all the rest of that because that's how I grew up. Right. You know, I don't know if I told you that part. You know what I'm saying? I'm from New Haven, but I spent a lot of time in South Carolina doing I, I things. I think you that, may have mentioned that. I mean, yeah, you know. I'm like Ooh, a lot of time. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's it's something that you really don't, you know. what I'm saying um, with the with our kids, it's so important to have that opportunity for them yeah. to be to have people who will watch out for them, like really watch out for them. And and sometimes you get that with the parents being close by, right? So grandparents being close by. Sometimes that's not an option. Uh, and so if you can find people who, you know, are, are, are really good caregivers, uh, who, yeah. are, who are really good extensions of the family, that's a really important piece. And we, we were lucky enough to, you know, we moved into this neighborhood not knowing what we were moving into, but 
uh, realizing very quickly that it was a tight knit community here and that many of the kids who had grown up in this neighborhood had actually gone to the to the woman at the end of the block uh, who happened to be a Filipino woman married to a black man and uh, <laughs> and and you know and she had and she had essentially like raised a lot of the kids in the neighborhood right that's what's up and so mm-hmm. um and that was that was just it was real cool it was real neat and uh and she was always you know making herself available for not just daycare but also babysitting outside of you know yeah for real you need date night you yeah. know yeah like we ain't get there yet but uh you tell me when we get there. No, what's the go for it what's the no i mean no she ain't ready to leave no. kids oh no y'all hey <laughs> i've I think, I think I think it's important to do it as often as you possibly can. Matter of fact, we need to. My wife and I. That reminds. Me, I just had this conversation with my mother today because we just had our anniversary. Uh, Twelve years, and um, we are. We didn't get a chance to go out um, because of the snowstorm and everything. So we and we're like trying to figure out. Okay, so what are we gonna do? You know, are we gonna go out for our anniversary. You know, what I'm saying are we gonna do something this year. Like we just we need to we need to you got to make time for yourself and the kids gonna they gonna be all right. <laughs> I'm, you know how where I'm at. <laughs> The kids Look, will be I'm, all right. I mean, I don't know. You don't know. You don't know this about me, John. I'm a romantic cat. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> there you go. Hey, you, know you got to get creative. Yeah. You got to get all. Uh, got to watch these little ones who coming in, right. stealing stuff. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Over here. But um, taking advantage of them t- them times when you know the little ones gonna be down yep. for the night at eight. You got to run down the older one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you sneaking. You know, I know she could she could sneak a nap, and I don't need no nap. I'm, I'm with the Trinity. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know how to how you even talk about sleep to me. Uh, <laughs> so, but like you know, just make a popcorn and pop in a movie. You know, and know that you won't be, you know, disrupting. We still got the little, what do you call it? The baby oh, monitor. Baby. <laughs> Shut up, John. So, <laughs> you got the baby monitor, is the babysitter. You know what I'm saying? It's like you hear somebody cough, it's like, right. what's that? Like, what's going on? Right. <laughs> It was crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, look, I need some tea. We need some chamomile tea around here. We need to burn some incense. She, that, that's probably when, you know, I don't know if you're going to bring up sacrifices, but like my wife made me sacrifice incense, bro. Oh, for real? Like, well, I, you know what? That's a good, I, that was not on my list of questions, but that is a good question. Like, what things have you, what other things have you had to, to give up? You know what I'm saying? As a, once I mean, had to give up? You know, it was like uh, I think incense was the the one thing. You know, I mean, I probably I'm definitely a less of a potty mouth than I used to be. I mean, sure, I used to love just just, just, just <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's like a, a curse word is better than a sip of water, man. It make me feel good. I I didn't. But, I daddy confession. <laughs> my daddy confession. Uh, yo, mm-hmm. still, I, I try hard not to, but it, oh, it don't the kids think look, it's hilarious I, that I, I look. Him. I already, I already know. You know what I'm saying? Because my boy, he he was trying, and his kids a little bit older than mine, and his his floodgate wide open. And I'd be like, Yo, you said that in front of your kid. You made me feel comfortable. <laughs> how you talking in front of your kid? Like, look, this is my kid, and not for nothing. They need to be exposed to every dialect there is. And I'm like, and I'm here for that. You know, it's like I call my kid. 
kids and, and I, I curse at them and scream at them and tell them what to do in Spanish. Oh, you know what? That's cool. You know? Like they learn, and, at least they learn it now because when they go to the... Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm mad in Spanish. I'm like uh, direct in Mandarin because you know, I mean, I studied at Medicine College. Um, and, you know, it's like when I'm calling them, I speak Patois. It's crazy, man. <laughs> Hartford got me jacked up. Uh, <laughs> what you gonna do? What you gonna do with Lemia? Well, they gonna you know, know they gonna know what everybody's saying to them, no matter what. Oh God, everybody! <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm I'm trying to get the. I mean, we were. Just, I just made up a song 20 minutes ago with the the months of uh, the months in Spanish. You know what I'm saying? And and it was just like, I mean, you got to be, I mean, you're an educator. You know the deal. You have to yeah. be spontaneous sometimes. Yeah. You ain't going to write everything down that, that you're going to do because it's a freestyle act. They're kids. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, you you got to, you know, I mean, you know, I'm a DJ, stuff like that. You got to play to your audience. Right, for sure. In this audience, I don't know these people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let me keep it a buck. I don't know them. I don't know if they're going to like it. I don't know if they're not going to like it. And I know when I don't like it and it ain't your job to have an opinion right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling Ma. Johnny, I'm time for this mess. Well, you know what I, you know, you know what one thing I love about having kids is that mm. you almost, it, it's good and bad, right? Like you can almost do no wrong with them. You know what I'm saying? Like they, that, man. I took the weed control the other day, bro. What? And that that could be problematic for sure. But what what I'm talking about is like in terms of like (laughs) your the way that you interact with them, like on a day to day basis. You know what I'm saying? Like you, whatever you say is is it's like his word is bond. Word is bond. His word is bond. Like and Mm -hmm. and sometimes I catch myself uh, lying to the boys. You know, thinking that like I'm joking. Like you know, it's a joke. I lie to you know. It's and and I'll continue. I'll continue to lie for a little bit. Then I had to come back to him like, nah, guys, I was just kidding. That doesn't actually work that way, you know. <laughs> but it's it's so funny to watch them like really get what? Oh my god, I didn't know that that's where bananas oh, come from. You like that's what, man, you like, better stop that. You gonna have, you tell one lie, you know you got to tell another one. Back that one up. You know, I you know what I do? I speak to my children through a philosophical lens hmm. when I know I'm about to lie. <laughs> come on, man, I gotta. I got a real Christmas tree right here. You know how many real Christmas trees I had in my life? One. One tree. I swear to you, John, my whole life it was the same tree. We made it different every year, but it was the same tree. Right, right. My, oh, my wife went with a theme this year. She had a whole that, theme this year. Throw that stuff on there that's hard to get off the tree. The little... The, the <laughs> long little, confetti. Little I don't stuff? know what it's called. Little, little, tinsel, the little tinsel. sugary stuff. The tinsel. That, I think it's called tinsel. Yeah, yeah that yeah. stuff. That fancy, fancy, fancy. <laughs> that mess out of here. And have to reinforce some semblance of Santa is real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, we still doing like, that. We still doing that too, you know what look, I'm saying? I mean, we got, we got a fireplace, so, you know what I'm saying? I was intentional about fireplace because yeah. I didn't know I didn't want to have to go through that because I, I, I'm the I one who busted the, I busted the lie at age five. You know what I'm saying? I busted it wide open. I ruined it for my little four-year-old sister. You know what I'm saying? My brother thought I was cold. My sister, my mother probably still mad at me. <laughs> but I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm a practical thing. I don't, you're not going to tell me that Santa's coming and we ain't gonna chimney. Yo, so let me ask you this. So this is it was new in our house this year. The elf on the shelf. 
Yeah, we just they did, we just got him for got her for Christmas because the elf in this house yeah. is a stuffed animal about okay. two feet high. Okay, and you know, okay. Little, tiny little wooden thing, but the, I mean, I don't like the original. That little eye it's going crazy. It's crazy. Like that, that's called a side eye where I'm from. Well, you might get poked in that. I told my you wife. I was like, look here. I was like, why why we couldn't get the black elf? Why we had to get? Why we? They, oh, they do that too. Yeah, they got a black one too. But she got the. I guess she got whatever one she could get her hands on at the time. So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd, I'd be creative about that if I was choosing it myself. Okay. I'm like, cause if you got a black one, I mean, you got Latino ones. If you got Latino ones, I'm like, well, I want a Tibetan <laughs> elf on the shelf, yo. Well, you, can get, you, you can get different outfits on it. You know what I'm saying? Look, I, mean, I, I can imagine. I, you know how they, they make it a whole the rabbit hole goes. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. You know what I'm saying? I've seen some things and. And it never ceased to amaze, but I was uh, happy that my mother also sent up Silly Putty. You know what I'm saying? It's like, because Silly Putty goes in your stocking, even though you ain't got no fireplace. It better be a stocking. You know what I'm saying? And Because, like, the stocking is, you know, you ain't get no gifts, but the stocking was full. Full. You know what I'm saying? Stuff in there. Yeah. If the little, and the little stuff may go a long way with kids, and we don't realize that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a there's a yo-yo around every turn in this house. You know what I'm saying? Right. And yo-yo is important. Right. And costs nothing. But you know, you yeah. know what's not important. Uh, this is again. I, I got a lot of a lot of things that I do not love about kids' toys, and for better or for worse, it is Play-Doh. I could live without Play-Doh. Yep. For, and I get it. Like, it's actually really good for their uh, fine motor skills. Yeah, like, dexterity and all like, that. Yeah. That, but so, but you can use City Putty for that. City Putty will do the same thing, right? Yeah, City um, Putty kind of stinky, though. Yeah, and that's true. I don't know, and I'm not sure if you can eat it. No, well, you might be right. <laughs> but play though, man, that stuff it get they, when they don't though, when they not. don't close that joint up and they get hard. It's a rock, bro. Every, you step yo, on it, it's just like a Lego. It's that it's just like a Lego. is crazy. So I don't like. Yeah. I'm glad they go to school. And they play with city. They say they play with play though elsewhere because every time we've had play-doh in this house it didn't make it it had to go no i mean the thing <laughs> see here's the thing I, I you know i like i said i've had my run-ins with the healthcare industry and you know i was i remember being in the hospital as a seven-year-old kid and the nurse came in and made play-doh with me from scratch cool I mean, it was, you know, I think it, all I remember is uh, flour and water. I said, we making bread? No, we making Play-Doh. And I, I think it was, might have been some glue or something like mm-hmm. that to make it, you know, kind of stick together or what have you. Um, but it was like that experience in the in the hospital with that nurse or those couple of nurses. was It was what a kid needed to not feel like they was going to die in the hospital. You know what I mean? Right, for sure. Um so uh play play and I'm a I'm one of them kids. I build things, fix things. I'm I'm still like that to this day. So Play-Doh's always been dope uh for me. And when I see somebody violating Play-Doh, I rescue it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was like, I'm like, oh shit, purple. You know what I'm saying? Like that's me. You know? And I was like, I mean deep purple Play-Doh? I was like, yo, I'm jacking this. You know what I'm saying? I'm you know, you got your fidget spinner, I jacked my daughter's purple Play-Doh. Yeah, like it's what it is. You know what I hate, John? You know what I hate with an H and I'm not like the they hate a lot 
slime. Slime. Bro. Oh slime. yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, Yo. here for slime. I mean, they putting the glitters in it and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yo, that it don't, don't make sense. It don't almost, have no practical use. What is that? Man? We almost had to throw away a couch because of it. The whole couch cushion. Oh like, man, you're you supposed to buy a couch <laughs> to throw it away. <laughs> You're actually sitting on black leather, man. You know what it is. Oh, this is my this is my man cave couch. You know, this is different. <laughs> They're they not even allowed on this oh, one. Right. But See, we, we, had, we had plush brown leather until it got peed on six times. And now it's just like, oh, it's y'all's now. We got, the, we got the microfiber upstairs. You know what I'm saying? That's oh, man. Is. See, yeah, see y'all, y'all done messed around and got cute already too early in it. Well, actually, your kid's older. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They should know better. No, they don't. You ain't going to get no, uh, no Sharpie on your microfiber yes, couch. Yes, we do. Sharpie, man. Look, who gives? First and foremost, what kind of parent gives a child that ain't a teenager a sharpie? Oh, you ain't got to give it to them. They'll find it. I know they find it. You but know, like, that's a message. Like, look, you can like, have a whole, you can have a whole set of all of the water. Got the whole set of sharpies. No, 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 you, you, no, no, no. Like the you water, you can have all of the water soluble <laughs> markers could be sitting there in a set and a nice display where they can go pick it up. Yep. But they gonna go get the permanent marker because it write better, right? And that's what. Look, hey. <laughs> And they bleed through because they want to put it on the deck. Oh, yeah. We've, I've, Look, we've had um, that, sir. I was just talking about the artwork on the wall. We got red crayon all over the wall. Hmm. And I was just like, thank God for paint. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Actually, mm-hmm. for more importantly, uh, kills. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you need kills after the kids have your house, man. We had like, the we had the guy come in and, and repaint the house a couple years back, and we made sure we got some paint that you could wipe off easily. And then we yeah, just bought, a yeah. whole, we bought a whole bunch of them like magic eraser uh, things so that we could get it off. Ooh, as you, admit, as you got the Mister Clean, the box of the Mister Clean. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yo, them things fell in, fell out the sky into my life, man. Right. I'm, I'm a very happy person. Like, <laughs> Literally, a case of them showed up in my life. I don't even know how to happen. Best thing ever, right there. Yeah, yo, they are pretty, pretty dope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm keeping it secret around the house because <laughs> I won't have no left if other people find out. So, yeah. well, <laughs> they might find my stash. <laughs> well, Seth, let me ask you this, man. So, in terms of um, parenting, how how would you describe your parenting? I think I'm. An empath by design. I'm a Pisces, you know what I'm saying? I don't want no trouble, you know what I'm saying? Because when the trouble comes, I'm ready to have some. Um, so it's like I kind of, I, I mean, I and I hate bullies, you know what I'm saying? And I use that, I, like I say, I hate bullies because it's always been my mantra. I live to beat the brakes off a bully, I tell you. And it's, that's it. It's like, look, you got to be kind. You know what I'm saying? It's like you catch more, we say you catch more flies with honey. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you know my kids aren't normal. They're in the 95th and 98th percentile, respectfully, <laughs> respectively. So it's like you know they're gonna grow respectfully and respectively because like not for none if they tower on over me, uh, it's a little bit different when you're 55 years old dealing with 15 year old. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. it, it's not something to be played with. You know what I'm saying? You really get hurt. Uh, <laughs> but it's my thing is I want to leave with love. 
I'm going to, you know, try to be as humble as possible. Uh, you know, definitely, you know, like I said, lead with kindness and, you know, help people that you can help. And I want them to see me do that. You know, it's like I ride around with items of clothing in my car that I don't need or I came across and I don't wear or, or they ain't even my size. I just saw something that was like useful in when I was going through um, um, Goodwill right. and was like, let me put this in the car because like I realized in this community we have we are a uh you know, a sanctuary city. So we have people from all over the world here. You know, it's like when um, all this stuff was going on in Darfur, when all this stuff was going on in Sierra Leone, when all this stuff was going on in Liberia, those people live around the corner from me. Right. Uh, Afghanistan, they're in the park across the street playing volleyball, like legit. You know what I'm saying? It's like I, I go to get some rice from the cart and I'm buying sodas for 15 kids from Afghanistan. It's like, you know, you got to be able to give the shirt off your back. I and mean, my kids see that. They understand that paying it forward is a part of who we are. And you're here to improve the life of and perspective of everybody. You are the light. Be the light. And if you can't be the light for some reason, you know, talk to somebody so you could, you know, get back to being that. Because, you know, it's like that's the only way to survive all of this darkness, man. It's crazy out here. Sure. So, you know, it's like, you know, and I catch the, you know, I mean, we, we present a certain way. We look like what they've been taught to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. And we speak in a way to make them afraid because now we've mastered the language. We've mastered their cadence. We've mastered their professions. We've mastered everything that you have to offer in this realm. And I want my kids to understand that they don't have to be a part of what we've mastered. They can be their own masters. They don't have to go get one. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, I want, I don't want my kids to operate from a deficit. I don't want them to, you know, uh, aspire to something that is, I want them to, you know, reach for the stars and be what they want to be, but I don't want them to aspire to something that I know is a self-defeatist prophecy. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Which is what a higher education is becoming in this, in this right. environment. I had a colleague today. Her son just graduated from college. He went to Temple. He only went to Temple for three years. He's paying eight hundred a month. Like how you get up on how you get up on the, from up from up on the eight hundred a month? What kind of loans is are these? It's crazy. And it's like, when is he going to reproduce? Right. Think about having a wife. Think about having a family. Think about having, unless he hit the lotto or get on the ground floor on the next Bitcoin, right. he hit. Right. It used to be that was uh, the way to be upwardly mobile, right? <laughs> was to, to go to college, then graduate and get a job. But now they have, the system has, has been altered in such a way that the people who benefited the most from from college, you know, people who were first generation, you know, second generation, who were trying to be upwardly mobile are now being put in a position where they have so many loans, they, they, they're already underwater, right? You can't ever own a home because you are, or, you know, you can, but... I mean, you know if you I'm pay saying? your bills on time, you're good. Right, I mean, but, what I learned, but it feels but you, it feels that way, right? It feels yeah. like it's you, like you can't because of the way that the system mm-hmm. is, is... Yeah, you got to learn how to use that deferment system. Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> right, that's right. <laughs> but it's very real. You know what I'm saying? Ask the people for help who are begging you for their money um but it's you know for me it's not it's not something that um you know i want i don't want to walk my kids down i mean the same time when that 
mentality, you know, go to school, da da da, do these things. That same time period, that was the same time period when black people were Republicans, bro. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I found out that Martin Luther King was a Republican like two and a half years ago, you know. And it's like my grandmother ain't framed that, my mother didn't frame that. Right. No one's framing any historical reference for us. They're just telling us to do something that they never did before. And then when we come through it. They come come to us and ask us for money, and we ain't got it, but we still give it. So it's like you cutting off your nose to spite your face just by following somebody else's blueprint. You know, I'm like, nah, there ain't no blueprint to this. You know, just like ain't no blueprint to parenting. And I, I, I agree that we have to be in the other mind that um, you can't follow any one path to be quote unquote successful, right? Like we we wanna create for our children an opportunity for them to think about things differently so that they can create their own path. Um, I believe it's children are our future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I take it literally. I'll yeah. be like, yo, uh, my whole career as a youth development professional, the kids that I've seen, been around, <sighs> I'm look. I'm, I feel like I'm one of the smartest people that I know in my age group. When I hang out with them, I feel like one of the dumbest people in the world. Mm. Yeah. Kids, are, I mean, because you know, we don't give them enough got, credit. Sometimes, me and you had to go to the library, right? Right. Spend time and money to be able to take that knowledge out of that building, right? You know what I'm saying? I don't know how how it worked out for you with them copies. In college, yeah, bro. That's crazy. I never forget. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like when I got there, it was 10 cents. I believe by the time I came back after academic probation, the second time, I think that thing was like a. It, it might be like 25 cents. Cent. I remember 25 cents. Man? Yeah. I, I was 20. like, yo, 25 cents a page, you know, yeah. for a copy? Yeah. And we had cameras on our phones and nothing back then. We like, had, there's no, no way around it. Wasn't hardly no scanners around. Like, you couldn't just scan it into a computer somewhere. There was no it, way around back. it. Right. Either you got 25 send a page or you're going to sit in here all day and get it done. Right. Either, look, you can either do laundry or copy the pages. <laughs> <laughs> but that's real, though. And it's, it's funny because I wish, one of the things that I, I wish, and this is this has nothing to do with the kids, right, except mm-hmm. uh, in the vein of, <clears throat> you know, learning from the people around you. And I think this is something I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to always keep in the forefront of my kids' mind, right? Like, take what you can from people and and, and surround yourself with people who can can help you understand things that maybe don't come as natural to you, right? Like, I wish, honestly, you know, I... You said, I, that, you said that so nicely, John. <laughs> well, and, and, but, and I say that, I say it that way because not everyone uh, is someone who you just want to take, take, take from, right? Like, I really wish, so for instance, you and, and, and J2 and Cliff, like, I, risk, I wish I would have spent more time with you guys because... I've always had a fondness for music, you know. And I spent I spent time with you guys, but I would, Mm -hmm. but I always had a fondness for music and 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 DJing and like all that stuff has always been something that's kind of been in the back of my mind. Things that I've enjoyed, and so I find myself now having it as my as like a little hobby for myself. But I could have learned a lot from you all. Yo, had I spent more time, I'm still learning, bro. You put it, you put it very lightly. with uh, being around, you know, people who, I mean, you ain't sponging off people, but I, I asked my daughter this now, age five, I said, what, what do they know that you don't, you know what I'm saying? It's like, if you're not being challenged, you're wasting your time. And, and it's like them little sound bites. Right. And it's like, those are mine. 
I ain't even start hitting her with the granddad stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, just because just you're pouring syrup on shit don't make it pancakes. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it took me a long time to get that one. Look, I mean, I swear, John, I was like 22 when it was like the moment happened and I was like, ah, ding. It all come you know what I'm saying? Like, Man, for that. I was like, that's what he meant for real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, this is what he meant for real. This this mess that I'm in right now. Right. But it's crazy in that way, you know, because you want your kids to, I mean, I want my kids to build. I want, you know, I was like, if you got a friend, goodness, I don't, they speak, uh, I don't, Tibetan, I don't know. Learn some words. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to learn, because I tell my daughter all the time, I say, you got to learn to say, please, thank you, excuse me, and how much do it cost in every language? (laughs) (laughs) That's real. And change them numbers up. Because when you come in with kindness, respect for their culture to the point where you making an attempt and you ask them how much it costs. So they got to put a price tag on their goods for you because it's going to be different for you because of how you came in. Mm-hmm. And and I, it's funny because I learned that in New York City. It, it is it is it is all about how you know, and, and that's one of the interesting things, right? Like we we are um, kind of I don't want to say gatekeepers of these little these little people, right? But but our job is to is to usher them into adulthood in a way where they are learning about how to interact with other people, learn about the world around them. And for, for better or for worse, they, they will have to interact with different types of people. Right. And, and so how, how are we engaging them in that understanding at an early age? And and sometimes I find myself having to, 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 to walk back some comments that I made, not because it's not important for them to, to hear it, but maybe not maybe they're not just ready for it yet right like yeah. oh man <laughs> my my daughter yeah she said so and so so and so told me that they were going to beat me up my, in my head I said that I said that would be a neat trick um <laughs> And, and that, that's what I wanted to tell her to say to them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, really? You feeling froggy leap, cousin? You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm from. Like, I'm ready to bang out. Are you down for getting done in? It's, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? If that's where you at in life, let's do it. Right. But it's like, I'm trying to, you know I mean? She, she's walking around the house in tutu. She's very feminine. She's, you know, I, I want her to stay. It's princess, very dainty, very happy. I don't want her to get to the point where she got to bang out people who she want to be her friends. But at the same time, I don't know how to navigate relationships between black women. I don't know what to do there. Not from from the little, you know, because like little boys, you have, I mean, that happened to me when I was five. It didn't even happen to me when I was five because I was big like she was in comparison to everybody else in the class. It happened to the other kids who were smaller and more, you know, more, you know, frail, you know, more likely to get beat up or bullied. And there was a bully in the room. And you know, it's like I, you know, how they make you line up when you little. Everybody go to the bathroom. You come in, he come out. Boom, 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 boom. Right. Teacher wasn't looking. I made sure I was behind the bully. I went in the bathroom, and I walked in with him, and I closed the door, and I said, "Any more of this behavior from you, and you'll be drinking that water." And I just backed out the bathroom. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Needless to say, he wasn't in the school on Monday. Right. And that's how it functioned. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, look, you know what I'm saying? The strong, you know, walk softly and carry a big stick. Right. You know, 
Um, cause like I still, I mean, she think I'm joking, but like, I really want to bring my son to Wudan Mountain and leave him there until he could, you know, <laughs> kick an apple off the top of your head. Like, <laughs> it's just what I want to do. I, mean, I always wanted to do that. You know, I'm, you know, I'm all, I'm all about, you know, <clears throat> teaching the, and you know, got my two, my two boys and, and we oftentimes have to, cause I grew up fighting for it. You know what I'm saying? At Southeast DC, like in the eighties, fought for it. Right. You know, you don't let nobody say nothing out of pocket to you. You gotta step up. Yeah, you, gotta, take, you know, whatever. You and, that's, and that's how we yeah, and that's how we did it. it. And keep now, letting the small things fly to be a sad failure. Right. And so but but here we are now. We're in a time where that's not and we're not only are we in a time, but we're also They're not my, fighting no more this year. And my kids go to a school where that's not, <laughs> you know it's not likely. That's not how we handle things <laughs> in this environment, right? Like, yeah. And so and and uh, and, and sometimes I just want to tell my sons like, yo, the reason why you are dealing with kids saying stuff that's ridiculous to you is because everybody else likes you. They don't like that kid. And I can't tell my son that the reason why somebody is picking on him is because he's the kid that everybody likes in class and everybody hates the other kid. I- <laughs> you say, you say, you just walk by and go, yeah, haters will hate. <laughs> Like you know, that's that's what I say. I get philosophical. Haters will hate, right? You know, with all that hate, there's got to be love because we need balance, right? Misery loves. Company. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, right. It, and they, it's like they get all they, they get all jammed up in the head. What was that crazy Yoda mess you just said to me, Dad? I'm like, look, man. Either you look in the mirror and you see who you who you are, or you listening to them, hmm? right? That's and that that you know? is. I, I have had that that kind of a conversation with him, and I but I have to be very mindful of of how how deep I get with it. Because of yeah, I know. Because you know he's eight, and then the eight. Yeah, oh yeah, and you go either way. Everybody is a friend. Everybody. Yeah, oh, you know, what I'm like yeah, you know, everybody's. A yeah, friend. that's the birthday party. Yeah, yeah, that that is a birthday party year. That yeah. is a you know actually it's kind of the last year year. Really, a child is a man of color, but <laughs> that's unfor- it's unfortunate but true, right? It's unfortunately true. And you my, know what and my son, like, my son, just like your kids is ninety eighth percentile. I don't know how, because yeah. his daddy ain't tall. His mama is barely five foot. She five they're foot. Supposed, they're so, supposed to surpass us. Yeah. So he's the reason he's, why we have kids is to have so a better version so of us. So he's always been the biggest kid in his class, always. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. he's always been seen as older. People always assumed that he was a, a grade or two ahead of where where he is. So that's the way I see it. It's like let's take the school thing and put it behind us, right. so that we can get into life. Imagine if your kid graduated from high school at 12, 13, because he's brilliant. What can you do with them next five years? That's you know what I'm saying. I mean, take a tutor over here, follow you around and be a squire. Every time you get some time off, we get on a plane, leave. It just it changes the game. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and not, not for nothing. I don't want to be 55 trying to climb Kilimanjaro. I want to do it like at, you know, probably 51, 52. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, let's go. You're 13, man. It's just a mountain. Let's do it. You know? I hear that. I hear that. We were just, we, my wife mm-hmm. and I were just talking the other day about, you know, experiences for the kids and like being very intentional about 
creating opportunities for the family, yeah. for the boys to, to start having some really, um, you know, some important experiences in their lives that they can take with them and remember and uh, and hold as part of their their growing process, right? Their their learning process. So that's something that we're working on. We're going to we, we're going to figure yeah. it out for sure, for sure. But I yeah. say we all do this together because I heard it's dangerous to do alone. <laughs> Get RVs, troop it out to the Grand Canyon. Yo. And because then, you know, the strength in numbers, number one, two, and three, you know, you go out there with the fam, yeah. you see it, it's majestic. And shoot, we rent the RVs and just leave them out there and fly home. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we have been talking for a while. I love this. This has been a great conversation for sure. And I, I do want to ask, you know, not to like overkill on the whole idea of raising kids during COVID, but I do want to get your perspective on what it's been like raising your kids. Uh, I mean, you got a you got a legit COVID baby, right? Like your your son is one. Like he was born in the middle of it. I just watched a little video. I think I saw it on Facebook or or um, or Instagram or something where a little kid they talk about you know real COVID babies act like this, and the little kid like did a front tuck roll out of the uh, <laughs> out of this. Um, this uh this booth at a restaurant like the kids is different right they they say covid kids yeah. so tell me a little bit about what it's been like raising your kids in in covid it's amazing number one i haven't missed a day mm. not an hour not a minute not a bath not a cold not not a cry not a a laugh. I watch every step. I look. I'm. I'm. I geek out on something that's very strange. I don't know. You know, it's like food wasn't something that was always around when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I geek out watching my children eat mm-hmm. and introducing new things to their palates as they're little and cracking up if they love it and being like, "I can't believe you like that. That's disgusting." And then they all laugh because, like, uh, you know, how do you not like this? I'm like, look, I don't want no candy corns and. Yeah. Oh. This is stuff around me, you know. Saying ill, yeah. you know, peeps. I'm like, yo, man, get out of here with your peeps, bro. Like, <laughs> you know. But it's like you you find out about your kids, and not for not my son's be here be two in February, so we you know we missed the window by about a month. But in the midst of it all, yeah, we got COVID babies. But it, um, but he grabs my phone, and just starts. He he, twenty five thirty selfies, man. Like I'm looking for something, and I see selfies of my son smiling into the camera with the ceiling fan <laughs> in the background. It's just like yeah, you know. I mean, you can't you can't buy them memories, man. You can't make them memories in any other way than I'm on my work phone, and then he takes my personal and dips out and starts taking selfies. Like, <laughs> um, and my daughter's in school and in the top of her class and not tripping. <laughs> Because she didn't have enough time. She only had pre-K three in a traditional environment. Mm-hmm. Ever since that, she'd been in a hybrid or fully remote learning environment. Right. And we don't play, bro. We went to, we went to Trinity, bro. Like, it's like the educational bar is wicked. Right. And I don't set it because somebody else was valedictorian. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was just. I was just a, a athlete who, you know, who 
school and learning comes to me normally. You ain't got to tell me nothing but once because I know I'm going to get hit if I ask a question. You know what I'm saying? And that's like how you grow up. Children to be seen but not heard. I tell you, do it once. Do it. Screw it up. Yeah, I mean, you just grow up different. And, and when I think about discipline, I don't think of it as like something that's like outward. I feel like discipline is something that happens inside of you. Mm. It's something that you create for you. And the people around you have to guide you and be examples and give you and fill up your cup to the point where you become a self-disciplined individual. Right. Your personality has a lot to do with that. You know, if you type of person who watches people get hurt and laughs automatically without finding them, get, finding out they're okay, we got to deal with you differently. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I'm like, yo, especially if it's a loved one, you know, it's like my, my son falls down. I look like he hurt. My daughter walks away. Look, I, I think that's the only time I'm raising my voice or changing. She's like, I don't like your tone. I was just like, look, I don't care what you like. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I ain't like ain't never paid nobody's bills. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, but I try to I try to be nice about it. I mean, there's I mean, there's no there's no father to to my style of parenting, man. You know, like for real. It's like if I had uh, you know, I had my grandfathers, but they were. Goodness, I'm a provider. I'm a hunter gatherer. You know, I know. I don't tell. My grandfather told me he loved me first time. I think I was like 36. Mm. You know? mm. <laughs> Shoot, my father told me, used to tell me all the time, and and still does. I mean, he just told me last week he loved me. You know, but he loves what I do for him because he ain't doing nothing for me. You know, so it's like I'm. <sighs> I'm freestyling. Right. Well, and that's... And thank honestly, God for hip-hop. Let's, let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? Is that it is... That's... It's a... a, a it, oftentimes, they, you know, they say, well, you know, having a having a, a male figure in the home or someone, you know, close by helps you be able to, to uh, understand what it means to be a father, what it means to be a man. But sometimes... That's not accurate, right? Because you would not to be <laughs> right. Exactly. You know? That's what you learn. That's what you learn yeah. in some cases. What not mm-hmm. to be, right? So, and so I, I intentionally try every day to 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 look at my relationship with my sons as as not mm-hmm. an opportunity for for them to learn what not to be, but for them to learn what they can be. Now, they don't have to be me. I, matter of fact, I hope they, be, they are better than me. But I, hope- I don't want to be no, I don't want neither one to be nowhere near me. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, look, this is the embodiment of what happens when you put trauma inside of an unbreakable canister. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Some people like to loosen it up to see what comes out. But when that sound come out or when it heats up and burns their hands, they want to go, oh, you know, and it's all, you know, my fault for being who I am as opposed to your fault for trying to, you know, open me up into so you could get a look, see inside. Like, no, that's not what this is about. Right. You know, it's like you, you. I'll never get out of this confined space called America. You know, at least not with full buy-in from everybody in this house. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been talking that since before anybody ever seen me. You know, I was six years old in that park across the street saying, I don't like this country. <laughs> it don't like me. It doesn't show me respect. It doesn't honor me. It finds every turn to bend me over. Part of my French. But it's like really offensive. My Every time I see my 
car taxes, my house taxes. Every time I see a ticket on my car, John, I, I have a visceral response to what they owe and what they've already done. How dare they continue to? And this pandemic is framing my argument for the importance of raising these kids and showing them other places, things, and people who will honor and respect them for who they are and not have preconceived notions about them before they even show up. Right. So, you know, it's like the the time in pandemic of having every single moment, like the only the only worries that I have is I don't want them to cling to me. I don't want them to mourn when I transition. Right. I want them to be like, he filled my cup up. I drank it. He filled it up. I drank it. He filled it up. I drank it. I'm full. He's gone. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I like that's you. what I want to be. I hate you. And and that's a that's a it's a that's very real. You know what I'm saying? To uh, to put it in that perspective, right? To 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 hopefully put as much into your children. So that when that time comes, whenever that time is, right, hopefully many years down the line, that the most important thing that they take from that is, you know what? We had a great life together and I learned so much and Mm -hmm. I am now a better person because Mm -hmm. of everything that I was able to take from, um, you know, my my father. And, mm-hmm. and my mother and that is that's that's really all that we can do right is is yeah. you know and that goes to all of the conversations that i have on this podcast around you know how we engage with our children now and then also how we create something for our children that they can then take with them in the future right so whether it be financial or life lessons all of those things are so important and i think that is that's one of the reasons why uh you know i i wanted to, i started this podcast um was to be able to have conversations just like this um and and remind people that we don't always have all the answers in the moment, right? We, we we're mm-hmm. never going to be uh, we're never going to get it right 100% of the time, but that we are creating for our children a legacy um and hopefully one that has uh, as little trauma in it as possible and as much oh, yeah. Uh, so as little downside and as much upside as possible um, to help them grow and learn uh, while we're continuing to grow and learn. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I mean, obviously you walk some things, you have that preconceived notion of what you're about to do, what you're how the type of parent you're going to be. You know, I'll share something with you that I used to share with everybody before I had kids. I was like, look, when they're real little, I'm going to have a little spray bottle. I'm going to spray them in their face every time I'm disappointed. They'd be like, yeah. I'm like, they're not cats. <laughs> I was like, and, and the funny thing is, like, I, you know, I, I'll just be washing my hands. They do something crazy and I fling it in their face and they laugh. Yeah. So it's like, it, you know, it's like my whole, <laughs> my whole ideal of how I was going to, you know, be checking you turn into a game on me. Right. So it, it backfired and it's it's amazing you know it's like and i i look for my wife be like do not laugh she says that all the time do not laugh and i'm like 
but I have to. That was wonderful. You know what I'm saying? That was exceptional. The timing, the cadence, it was so on point. Yes, it was a curse word, but it was elegant. Yeah. And she goes, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, look, I'm trying to tell you something. Like, that was art. Yeah. You know? And children are art, and they're artistic. And if you... You feed that. Right. You know what I'm saying? You put a battery in their back and you tell them to keep going. They might end up being Kevin Hart. That fool yeah. ain't funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He work hard. I mean, I tell my kid, look, in, in the moment <laughs> when something when something is funny, when something happens that I can't when they catch me on something and they like, but daddy, this is the, and I'm like, you know what? You right. right. You're right. Now right. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it again. <laughs> But I'm like, not going to. But I can't. Said, don't do it again. I'd be like, don't tell Ma. That's what, that's what I'm going to say. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I tell Ma every time. It was like, my thing to get out. I was like, please don't tell Ma. But I and but I acknowledge. I acknowledge yeah. that, you know, yes, the timing was, 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 was spot on for that joke or that rebuttal or whatever. Like, I acknowledge that they. They caught me yeah. with something that they yeah. were they were clearly listening, like very you know intelligent response to to mm-hmm. can't deny it, and I would never deny it, right? And it's not because I said so uh, in that in that moment, right? Like it's never because I said so in that moment. It's like you know what you're right, but I still don't want you doing that, or you know don't say don't say but again or whatever, like you know whatever the, the situation is, right? Uh, <laughs> There's a bunch of words I shut down. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm trying. These are the words. That, there's key words that I don't like in my house. I was like, you can say damn. You, you, you can say shit. I don't want you to say can't. I don't want you to say try. I don't want you to hear you say but. You know what I'm saying? Because everything after the common is just a race. You can't say you're the greatest dad in the world, but you, you smell bad. You know, like... I only smell bad. I ain't really the greatest dad in the world. You know what I'm saying? Because when your breath stinks, it don't matter what you got to say. (laughs) (laughs) Not for nothing. That's a joke I share with my kids. They repeat it in public. Yeah, I said it. It's freaking funny. And if you didn't laugh, you know what I'm saying? Like it's that's hilarious. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, and I still and I stole that. They just pass down. To, you don't even know you're doing it. You know, I mean, shoot, half a time, me and my wife didn't even know we we grew up like that. And then we'd be like, oh, five second rule. You know what I'm saying? You go, oh, you know, I'm like, look, man, I, two weeks later, kid's sick. And you wonder how it happens. Like, man, you endorsed the five second rule for like four times in the last week, yo. Like, you know, a person can only take so much bacteria before they buy say, nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's dope, you know, and it's dope to watch the little bodies grow and, you know, new teeth show up in their mouth, teeth pop out, new ones come in. Like, I saw all of that. Yeah, that's 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 oh. real about the that that was a good part about the pandemic or you know what we're in that whole idea of being mm-hmm. able to <clears throat> slow down a little bit you know what I'm saying be able to to spend time as a family be able to you know really just enjoy each other's company and I know you know outside the world was burning for lack of a better way to put well, it you know what I'm saying everybody's yeah you know, funerals, right, funerals, right down funerals. to right down to the 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 January 6th 2001 oh, God. You know, like in this but at the, the but day at the, white people melted down yeah so all <laughs> of, all of that's happening but at the same time you know like I know more about my kids because they're not 
every day in the in the classroom only right like i'm getting a chance to to see them to watch them to spend time with them like you know we could sit there together and 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 have meals meals together in a little bit of a slower pace than the the fast-paced world we live in and and that's been great um on a lot of they go to your school john they do they do so oh, the, the oh kids, that's tough so we i mean so we together all the time you know what i'm saying like yeah me and the boys together all the time and so it's been that's been good you know i try to stay out of their classroom um no. but but at the same time and the other kids so happy to be in their classroom because you're gonna come in there yeah but, you know but, they, <laughs> but at the same time they know they can come down to my office if they, if they want to oh you know man it's interesting it's 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 and so life I can imagine yeah, because yeah. in real life them other kids in new classrooms know that you're not coming unless there's a problem oh yeah and they oh your daddy is here <laughs> like oh, oh yeah you know what I'm saying and you're like oh man and then you come on and you're like why you had to do that man why you, you could have just called me on a loudspeaker you know what I'm saying you could have called the teacher's phone and been like yo send my son down you know you ain't have to do it like that why you gotta show up and go <laughs> Or show up and son one of my friends. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I didn't son him. He was doing something wrong. Like, I'm doing my job. Chill. Well, you're lucky I don't you come know, in. Like, and, I don't... Lucky I don't come in and go off on the bully, right? Like, that. Oh. That's what, Man, I, that's what I've been wanting to do. Be like, going in. Look, like, see. See, I, I, you know what I do? I'll be like, yo, man, you know, because there's always a me around. There's every building got a me. <laughs> and sometimes that me is a girl. Mm. <laughs> And when a girl who could fight beat the brakes off a bully, yes, I'm so, oh, it excites me so much. I'll be mean, like, yes. That's why I tell my daughter, I'm like, look, man, look for bullies and take them down. And then watch your friendships grow exponentially. The people, you know, they'll just show up to kiss the ring. It's like, Skylar, we love you. You're the greatest. And all you got to do is just handle one bully before puberty starts. And the rest of your life is good when it comes to dealing with your peers you know because folks understand who you are how you show up and when you're in the 98th percentile <laughs> it's easy to take advantage of the 75th like, oh. That's right. That's right. how dare you take people's lunch money you don't know what they be eating <laughs> you know it's like shoot I went to school for the food mm. how you, gonna, you know what I'm saying how you gonna take my lunch money if I went to school for the food yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's trauma. Right. And right. anybody putting that car, I don't care if you eight, I don't care if you 19. You can need to get punched in your eye. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's it. I, There's I, nothing to talk about. I'm like, I ain't tell you to pick up a desk and smash him with it. Punch him in the eye. Right. You know? I've seen many a fight break out over lunch, for sure. <laughs> but, oh, man. But Seth, man, this has been awesome. I, I really appreciate uh, you know, the time that you spent talking with me about, you know, your parenting, your family, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me in a, a, a little bit to, to how things are in your in your life and your in your family. And I really do appreciate this. Peace, brother. All right, good night, family. Later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Daddy Confessions. Check out the show notes for more information about some of the things that we talk about on the podcast and for how to reach me if you would like to be on the podcast. If you like what you heard, click subscribe, share it with a friend, 
And don't forget to give us a five-star rating and drop a review on your favorite podcast app. If you would like to support this podcast, follow the link in the show notes to, to donate and keep this podcast going. Again, thank you for listening. And until next time, remember to make time for yourself and your family. Peace.